It's time. It's time once again to take a journey. So turn on the lights, pull your chair up, get a little closer to the computer, and get ready, because the journey's about to begin. You turn your radio on, and there it is, a faint station wafting in and out of the static of the night. A man named Eric, running a show called The Midnight Cafe, calls to you. The conversation seems strange at first, but as you listen, as his voice fades in and out of the static, you realize this is where you were meant to be. This is what you were meant to listen to. We will take a journey that takes us from the normal, well, all the way through to the paranormal and beyond. We'll talk about the knowns and the unknowns and everything in between. And together, perhaps we'll make a little sense out of this crazy world we all live in. Welcome. Welcome, my friends, to the Midnight Cafe. Good to see you all in here. I'm probably causing an echo here with the music, but I apologize for that. Let me fade that down. There we go. <laughs> How's everybody doing this week? It is uh, very, very, very unusual for me to just do a live show like this with little notice. But you know what? I was feeling a little frosty this week. I just I had a good day. I've had a good week, actually. But today, today just felt like doing something live. So here we are. Eddie Fisher saying hi. The pizza guy. Man, you definitely talked with you. In fact, I was listening to a show, one of our older shows, and you called in there. You were well, the first caller I think we had that day. And Bri Ben, good friend from very, very long ago. Good to see you in here, my friend. Hope everything's doing well in Nevada. Super B, man, thank you so much. Thank you so much. That shirt's awesome. My wife says I need to wear that anytime I drive the truck. And the cigars, well, there's already one missing. So I appreciate that a whole lot. Jordan B., my uh, my most faithful fan here on the Midnight Cafe. I appreciate you, as always. And Michael Root, asking me how I've been. Well, I've been good. I've really been good. It's been an interesting couple of months. I know we last talked, I think, here on the Midnight Cafe in August. No, I think it was July. And I think I meant to do two shows in August. And, of course, life sometimes gets in the way. No surprise there, right? That never happens for anybody. Hey, hey look at me. Here I am. Got a new camera back in the office tonight, my guest room, and uh, yeah, I'm going to be doing a show in here. Got the red mood lights on. Quadrajet King, how you doing, buddy? Always love your icon, man. It's kind of funny. So look, the Midnight Cafe. Tonight's topics, well, it's kind of an open format. If you ever remember listening to Art Bell or Coast to Coast, if you still listen, uh, sometimes they just do open lines. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit about the stuff that's on my mind, but I'm kind of curious as to what's on your mind. Just remember if you call in tonight or in the comments section that, well, we're trying to keep this family friendly, so try to keep the F-bombs to a minimum, if you know what I mean. Other than that, though, you're welcome to talk about anything you want. For me, stuff, things, oh my gosh, so much stuff. How is the back, Super B's asking. That is a sore subject. <laughs> Not so great, unfortunately. I tore a muscle and uh, herniated a lower disc um, and not even on the same day. I mean, this is like really bad luck. So I tore, tore my back over the summer. I was kind of taking it easy. Did that like, I think the first or la last week of July, first week of August. So kind of taking it easy, nursing that. And as a result, doing some lifting, uh, you know, months, I mean, weeks later, it had been five or six weeks. I really felt like it was almost healed up. Uh, lifted something up and, uh, slipped the disc and God, like I 
I'll pick the tire up. And not even a big tire. This is a 15-inch, you know, regular mag rim. Picked it up, put it on, and oh, man. Knew it right away. It's like, oh, boy. So anyway, for the slip disc, three tips, uh, trips to, uh, three trips to the uh, chiropractor seemed to have made that feel better. But now we're just back to waiting out the the ripped, torn muscles. So I appreciate you asking about that. So yeah, it is. The joys of growing old, man. We do all the things. And this is actually, yeah, let's talk about this. This is kind of an interesting thing that I've, I've thought about in life that uh, here's the deal. I am a firm believer that by the time uh, your average uh, man or woman acquires all the tools and knowledge necessary to do all the jobs they're going to need to do, their body will fail them. And, and unfortunately, that's you know pretty much what I'm seeing in my own life, is that I pretty much have the skills, uh, the talent, if you will, and the tools to do the jobs that I need to do. And what's suddenly happening is, occasionally, I'm finding out that I no longer have the strength or flexibility that I once did. Injuries come more often, and sadly... Uh, you know, healing takes a lot longer. It's it's a bummer. It's a bummer. But it's it's the cycle of life. We're all in it to win it. <laughs> you know, I'm in it to win it. I'm certainly not quitting anything. But it just blows me away that it, how frustrating it feels when, yeah, number one killer of old men is thinking they can act like young men. Exactly. We're. I have no doubt. Yeah, I'll be in like my late seventies, early eighties. You know, climbing up on the roof to adjust an antenna or something like that and take a nosedive right off of it. I mean, that's. But you know what? Who I think I'd be happy to go that way. I don't know about you, man, but I think I think I think that's cool. Uh, Quadrajet saying that the, uh, the president will be in Newport tomorrow. Gun at ten. Good for you, dude. Yeah, I would love to see uh, one of those puppies in in person. Came real close to going to I think it was uh, Johnson City or maybe Kingsport or someplace like that. You know, four years ago, but didn't didn't make it. And it turns out, I mean, like if I hadn't gotten there a day and a half early, I wouldn't have gotten in anyway. But good for you, man. I love I look forward to hearing next time we speak how that all worked out for you. Al Martin saying hi. Super driving in exactly. Might as well go, go or go big, right? And talking about going big, man. Like I've got all kinds of stuff in my mind. Some of it midnight cafe related. Some of it just life related. But guys, you know, I talk about successes and failures a lot on on my other channel, and I talk about it just in life. I sometimes make quasi motivational videos if you've ever paid attention. Sometimes, uh, you know, about my life and just about life in general and what people should try to do. Hey, AR man, how you doing, man? I ain't seen you in a while either. Good to have you in here. So this being no different, like I, I've just, I'm blessed. Uh, you know, the, the farm did really well this year. Life did really well this year. It was a good, it was a good experiment. And uh, that little raised garden thing, I put that video up uh, today and, and the raised gardens worked out really well. So I've been very happy with that and just kind of reflecting on the successes of this summer. You know, every year, Life has successes and failures this year being no different. Uh, a couple of the things that I really, really wanted to accomplish, you know, when I when I set out in January and said, okay, what is it that I want to do? Where do I want to be come December? What, what tasks, what goals do I want to accomplish? And I think everyone really should set out with these goals in their mind. And knowing that it's totally okay to fail, but that if we don't set these lofty goals, well, we're never even going to pretend to get there. I mean, who, who's going to try if you don't try, right? So I, I've hit pretty much a good majority of them. The ones that I haven't, I can honestly say, are things that were out of my control. I mean, with this global catastrophe we're all facing, I'm sure all of us had to put a lot of really cool things on the back burner. 
you know, lofty ideas. I'm, I'm getting more into restorations, um, you know, over the last two years and, and, and that's going to continue. And so I wanted to, uh, go back out to the West coast again this year and pick up, uh, I'm going to want to do a few Volkswagen buses. That's uh, I used to mess with Volkswagen air cooled stuff a lot, really enjoy the buses, really enjoy the camper buses specifically. And I wanted to build a few. So my plan is I want to build one for the wife and I, and, and, uh, and fund that project by building two more to resell, two more restorations. So East Coast buses are, you know, if you're going to find one that's rust-free on the East Coast, it's going to be pretty rough. So that's not an easy task. I was going to go out West, but obviously with the pandemic, that's not possible. So a little off topic, but anyway, that's, that's, that's the, the sideline of my life right now. <laughs> so I don't know. Let's see what's going on in the news. We have a lot of news. There's so much stuff. And unfortunately, so much of it is political. I'm not a huge fan of political talk, but you know, being that it's an election year, I think no matter what, it's just kind of surrounds us. Um, and funny, uh, you know, if there is such a thing as a positive, I joked with my wife that I wish, I mean, like this is a nightmare, right? But it has, if you're going to look for silver linings, uh, that, uh, I wish that the election would never end, and here's why, right? Not that I want to listen to this crud on the news every day for the rest of my life, but for YouTubers, this is a very successful moment in time. I don't recall ever making as much money on ads as I have in the last two months because of these uh, political ads that come through. I mean, they're literally uh, just drowning our videos. They put ads in the middle of the videos, before the videos, after the videos, and so if there's one silver lining to the political season, it has been that for little YouTube creators like myself, uh, got a little bit of extra money in my pocket these last two months. So it's almost like the government actually gave, gave back. It's, it's a miracle. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often, right? So anyway, yeah, that's been going on. We have had a lot of that going on. I don't know. We talked uh, back in uh, episode two of the Midnight Cafe here on season three about Kay West running for president. And I want to know, you know, I don't know how many people are in here tonight, but how many of y'all have, are, are, have heard a single thing about that dude in the news? It's amazing. How about, uh, you know, how about the Green Party candidate? You know, how, how, about, how about any of the candidates? You know, it's amazing. We live in a country, a free society, supposedly, where we're supposed to, you know, have free elections. And, uh, and yet it's like a two-party system. They refuse to talk about any other possible avenue out of the out of the world you know and and i think that bothers me a lot and i don't care if you're left or you're right um you know i certainly don't want to make this show about that oh there's too much of that on the world uh the uh, the last thing it needs is another show talking about politics on the left and the right but just the fact that that we don't see any coverage of independent candidates and i think i talked about this a little bit in the last episode that i'd also want to see uh, I want to see all the candidates up on the stage. You know, why are we having a left versus right, uh, you know, party when we do these political candidacies and we have these debates? I want to see uh, the independents on there. If for anything, the, the the interesting ideas they bring up, because I bet you that somebody gets up on that stage like Kay West, and I, I'm, you know, not supporting Kay West by any means, but you get somebody like that up there, you, you get Jill Stein or you get whoever, and... Um, you get these people up there and they, and they might have uh, something to say that, that people just don't think about or people just don't hear about because the media is controlled by one side or the other and, and really, unfortunately, nobody in between. Superbee's talking about Ross Perot. And yeah, and I think that maybe why that beats me in the head so hard, bro, is that I grew up uh, and, and the first 
the first time I was of age to vote, I voted for Ross Perot. And then four years later, I voted for Ross Perot again. I thought Ross Perot was an intelligent man, a businessman, and not, you know, like, a, just, a, just a, I liked him. I just did. And, you know, of course, obviously, opinions change as we grow older. And maybe I could go back and do some research on the man, and I might be disgusted. But at the time, I felt like, you know, Ross Perot was, was um, a breath of fresh air in an already stale environment. And if anything... Most of what he said was entirely true. That giant sucking sound, pulling jobs right out of our country, came 100% true. And uh, and just the way he was treated. But he's the only guy that I can think of in my personal lifetime that we've had a third-party candidate that got on the stage. And it was because he was polling at 20%. And, and I'm shocked that you know that such a thing happened. And you know, of course, like most surprises... Uh, once something like that happens, they're going to work very hard to make sure it never happens again. And in the case of Ross Perot, he ran twice. And then the third time, the what was it? The Independence Party was the party he founded. They self-destructed that. Uh, people from both sides of the aisle came in and caused a literal meltdown that destroyed that party, you know. The other person I can think of is uh, Jesse the Mind or Jesse the Body Ventura getting into that Minnesota election and, and, and cleaning house with like zero budget. So occasionally there's a glitch in the matrix but it's all too rare and i think that those candidates uh, need to be allowed allowed in to speak so that's my rant on that brian ben's chairman not much you haven't heard much on uh west and nine millimeter air man saying he's glad he hasn't again you know like you don't have to agree or disagree with anybody's personal politics but giving somebody the right to speak i think is is fairly important to me anyway 741, good to see you in here, man. And by the way, everybody, uh, I will be with 741 Saturday morning at like 8 o'clock in the morning. We're going to do a show over on his channel. So uh, if you enjoy radio content, 741's got some really cool stuff. And I I, I sh reached out to him and asked him if he'd be interested in having me come join him for a little while because he does some really cool live shows himself. He said yes, so yeah, we'll be doing it. Thank you, man. I appreciate uh, letting me do that with you, buddy. Zombie Bitcoin, we don't hear from them during the debates because it's all about the, yeah, it's about the money, right? If they don't generate enough dough, they don't get to debate on TV. And you know what, dude? I don't know if it's really about the money. I think it's about who's, you know, who they're patting on the back, who they're, who they're helping out, that kind of thing. Because, you know, I don't know, I don't know his personal wealth. But I think that guy's a pretty successful, you know, not in the billionaire class, but in the multi, multi, multi millionaire class. So certainly he could have bought airtime if he wanted to. He certainly could have invested his money uh, into the system, but, you know, I don't know what's happening with him. Like I said, I don't actually follow K-West, but it's just I find it fascinating what little news I watch. He gets no airtime whatsoever. He gets no mention. 9mm ARR man's chiming in. Ross Perot, voter here too. First time when I was old enough to vote too. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, we're all about that same, <laughs> that same kind of age demographic, I guess. Yeah, good for you, man. Broadband saying nice name, zombie Bitcoin. That is a good one. I like that. <laughs> So anyway, that's the that's politics. Obviously, we got some debates coming up shortly. It, it will be an interesting thing to see. Uh, I don't know my personal opinion in the in the last election uh, with Trump versus Hillary. I don't know that that either one really had a standout moment other than the uh, you know I think they made some memes out of it. The the Donald Trump uh, mic drop when he said yeah because you'd be in jail. I think that made for some great sound bites. But I don't know that either one really was a standout performer. Um, Donald Trump tends to like suck the air out of the room, but I don't know if that means you're successful. I just, you know, it's just a thing. And and then working with some folks from New York, that is not just him. That's just that 
that Long Island, New York City personality, they tend to be larger than life. And if you're not used to that, it can be a bit off-putting, no doubt. Jordan B. doesn't think Biden will show up to the debate. That's, uh, I, yeah, I don't know, man. So, like, some people have been saying that. I know uh, Nancy Pelosi came out and said she didn't think that he should dignify Donald Trump with a debate. And I found that kind of an interesting um, you know, statement, but, uh, I, I don't, I don't think so. I think it would, I think it would bode poorly on Biden not to show up because, um, you know, there is some questions about, you know, his grasp on reality. You know, there's been some videos and so sometimes he stumbles over words. They're both pretty old guys. So, you know, what we got, so I think, I think it would be bad, uh, publicly for him to not show up almost as bad, if not worse than him to show up and perform poorly. So, uh, no, I don't know. That's just my, my guess on that. So be interesting to see. I look forward to the debates. I certainly will watch all of them. I don't really look forward to the vice presidential debates this year. I don't know that I feel that strongly about Mike Pence or uh, Kamala. I just think they're kind of, um, well, I don't know. I know Kamala is actually very moderate uh, for a Democrat, which is interesting. And, and so I find that kind of strange. Pence is kind of a quiet guy. I don't know a whole ton about him. Four years, he really hasn't stood out in any one particular way. And so, yeah, that's it. Oh my gosh, here we are talking about politics. At least I'm taking the middle road. Please tell me if I stop doing that and I'll immediately change subjects. <sighs> uh, everyone thinks he's going to get sick. Huh? Well, let's hope that doesn't happen. Uh, I am worried uh, about the president as well. I mean, the dude's out there going to these campaigns, not wearing a mask, kind of being being a little careless if... if uh, you know, it does tend to affect older people much harder. So, Michael saying that Harris left her way to the top. I hadn't heard anything about that, but you know, can you fault somebody for doing that, Michael? Let me just ask you. Let's not think left or right. Let's just think about getting ahead in life. Are you going to use every opportunity you can to get ahead, as long as it's you know legal? And I gotta say, I don't fault people for doing that. As that's a stepping stone to getting where they want to be. It's not the right way to do things, but. It's not the worst way I've seen either. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to skip some of these just because I don't want to make this too political. But uh, you, you think Jordan B. saying, and then they, you might have a point here. So, uh, you know, the president's been speaking off the cuff to reporters for hours at a time for the past four years. So he thinks he'll do much better at the debates this go around. And you might be right about that. I mean, this dude has had like tons of airtime, lots of, lots of, you know, bickering back and forth. So he has kind of polished his game some, but then again, think about, uh, you know, uh, the, the guy's been in office for 48 years, 49 years. How long has Biden been around? You know, he's, he's got plenty of, of polish too. So I don't know. Quarterjet King saying rush was saying today that he thinks, uh, Biden will say, Oh, well, yeah, again, I don't know. There is no middle road. Ah, uh, you know, I try. I actually think I, I'm trying to take a, a heed from Art Bell in this case. You know, Art. Uh, some people thought he was a liberal. Some people thought he was conservative. But uh, when he did talk about you know news, current events like this, he did at least attempt to keep the middle ground. And I think that's pretty much the best way to try to hold these conversations. You don't want to antagonize or off-put half your audience right off the bat there. And so. Uh, you know, that's just my goal here as well. Dallas, making it in. Hello, my friend. Good to see you in here. Dallas cost me about $300 this weekend. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Dallas. I have got, sitting on my desk right in front of me, and uh, I haven't plugged it in uh, to the antenna yet, Or I'm, but, but the second I do, I'm going to make it. I've got the coolest.
coolest radio that I picked up at the uh, ham fest there in, uh, what was that, uh, Sevierville, Tennessee. Yeah, Dallas told me about a ham fest that was actually open here in 2020. I tried to meet up with him, but unfortunately he had to work. So my wife and I went, and holy cow, did we have a great time. Uh, walked around, kind of small, but holy cow. Mm, did I get some good stuff, man. So look forward to some new videos on that, my friend. 556 five, slash 223. Two, good to hear you, man. Uh, <laughs> good God. <sighs> I'm not repeat that live on the air. But, I mean, that's a terrible thing. But, it, you know, I didn't make this world. I'm just living in it. Nuclear Crawdaddy. Good to see you in here, buddy. I ain't heard from you in a while. Oh boy! All right, I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to leave the political talk behind because it is degenerating. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Ben. At least at least you can see I'm trying to hold the middle ground here. I'm getting left and right uh, comments. I don't want people going at each other's throats in here. So, uh, Jordan, be saying my thoughts on the chaos after the election, and that is a sad thing. And I, I I I'm gonna just pray. You know, I mean, I don't want to make this uh, religious any more than I want to make it political. But I'm just gonna hope that that calm heads and and rational thinking prevail we're running out of that in this country guys and gals we are running out of it look at look at this world it's just crazy we uh everything is going so far one direction or the other that people just get enraged over everything and and there's no middle ground at all it becomes this fight over everything and you can't have a disagreement without having an argument i mean jesus we have spent the last three months burning down stuff and screaming over this being unfair and that being unfair and 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 it's not getting us anywhere except the loss of personal freedoms down the road as they work to make sure that this stuff doesn't happen again so i think that that is a big issue and i don't think it's a, a good one after the election you know i think there was some talk about that being a problem last go around and thankfully it fizzled and i think that the powers that be the the companies the organizations or the evil individuals that put these things in motion i think there is no actual uh advantage to burning it all down after the fact so i think that they may threaten it but i hope that it doesn't come to that hey alex alejandro how you doing tonight my friend quadrajet said he found a cobra 18 in the junkyard right on dude does it is it working good because those are good little radios man um super b saying rgb yeah that's a big deal and, and i mean who saw that coming in the world of 2020 <laughs> Who had that one for uh, you know August or I'm sorry September? It's it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy what's going on. I will say this, and I'm and again like I, I want to move off of the uh, I want to move off of politics here very very shortly. But and and, uh, and and so those on the left and those on the right, so you can chime in on this, and we'll get this over with. But as far as the Supreme Court nomination and that whole process that's going down here, why? <laughs> I never understood in 2015-2016 when there was an opening uh, why the Democrats did not, you know, take take the uh, plunge. And, it, and you know, I understand that the Senate was kind of holding them up, but I'm sure if you pushed hard enough, there had to be some kind of compromise that could be made. And I know that initially after, uh, you know, uh, Ruth passed away that, uh, you know, there was that outcry. Well, we did it for you. You're going to do it for us. I've never understood why they did it, and I don't ever understand right now why they would think that uh, that the right would do that either. You know what I mean? I, I just that just seems like a no-brainer. I know it's okay. I know it's like the thing to do is to complain about no matter what, especially if it's you know not the side you believe in. But 
it seems fairly obvious to me that since they held the Senate and, and the presidency that the right was definitely going to make that attempt and it appears that they're unstoppable so but I'm not sure I think it's disingenuous for people on the left to say well you know it's not fair because honestly I don't know what we you know they were thinking back in 16 I guess maybe Hillary wanted to have the first pick I, I don't know I don't know so anyway let's try to move on from that uh Nuclear crawdaddy saying, yeah, a reasonable debate is fairly well dead here in America. I agree with that. Everyone is too triggered, 741 is saying. No one can agree to disagree. It is true. Like, people really get, people don't just get like, they don't just, they don't just read something and say, ah, man, stupid, and move on. They go, ah, man, stupid. And then they go out and set about to destroy, you know, the, the cancel culture and all that stuff. It really is getting out of hand. And I think, there needs to be a change, but I don't know who's going to make it happen. So, Al Martin saying, been in Maryville, Tennessee every weekend for the mass, uh, past month. Not far from Sevierville. No, no kidding. Uh, so, well, dude, I don't go to Sevierville. That's the first time I've been there in probably two years. Uh, but it's where, like, Dolly World and stuff is, which was cool. And, uh, but, uh, like I said, uh, um, Dallas told me about that, that ham fest, and it was great. It was a one-day-only thing, but... It's about a three and a half hour drive for me, but it was worth it. Definitely worth it, man. Quadrajet saying that radio working real good. That's good, dude. Brian Ben said, people are used to the immediacy of everything these days. So patience as a result and rationale is harder for people. I think you might be very, very correct on that, dude. I think the that, that, that YouTube and the Facebook and the internet in general, that immediate pleasure. We hit those, we hit those, you know, pheromones in our brain when we get some reaction. We get a thumbs up on a video. Woo, good, you know, or, or somebody likes our post, you know. And so, yeah, that rage becomes more immediate as well. Very good point. I like that. Michael Root saying he got a Midland handheld to hook up to his Wilson antenna on the apartment balcony. Good radio. Good deal, dude. Uh, Nuclear Crawdaddy said hit the flea market off of Cherry Street in Knoxville. Right on, dude. Uh, Super B saying he's got some cool stuff. He's got uh, Unit and Grant and President Washington on the way back from a full rebuild. Right on, dude. Going to be operating like new, huh? Uh, let's see here. <laughs> no, Dallas, I'm inside tonight. I wish it was from the red light. I actually have a red light. I think we talked about how I like to have, you know, sometimes I just do stuff with the lights off and, and have a red light on in here, uh, especially when I'm listening to the radio. But, no, I've got that thing outside. And you know what? I got a, a black piece of felt put it behind it, and that makes all the difference, dude. So I'm loving that thing out there. I just decided to do it inside tonight. It's raining outside, and it's a little cool, and I didn't know if the rain sometimes beating on the roof messes with stuff. So, Michael saying that you think it might get stolen. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, they used to, and you might be able to find this on uh, eBay, but they used to make, Radio Shack used to make a slide. So all your connections would hook to a little bracket. Your CB mounts to that bracket. The bracket then mounts to the uh, dash or, you know, wherever on your truck. Run those wires up into the car to go off to your radio or, what, or, or to your uh, antenna or whatnot. And so when you got out of the car at night, you could literally slide the thing out. And so I don't know if you can still find those, but that was something that was quite popular at Radio Shack in the 80s and probably into the 90s before they stopped making them. Yeah, Nuclear Crawdaddy saying Sevierville also has a large flea market right off the interstate, uh, exit 408. Yep, uh, I went there. So when we, we went to the Ham Fest, and, and we got there really early, did that for about two and a half hours, drove around some, uh, and uh, had a quick lunch, and then um, went back to uh, 
and, and saw that huge flea market right before we got on the highway to head home. And so we stopped there and wandered it. Pretty cool stuff. A lot of people at that place. Holy cow, was it busy. You know, it's midday on a nice day, so good good weather. So, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas, it definitely worked, yep. <laughs> Zombie Bitcoin says if the light starts blinking, I'm about to be abducted. <laughs> hey, Butch, good to see you in here, man. Good seeing you too, my friend. I, I'm always good to see people coming in here and stuff. So let me talk about some of the stuff that's Midnight Cafe related since we've just literally blown like I don't know how many hours here. The time is, oh boy, we're a half hour in. I haven't covered a whole lot other than politics, which is probably the one thing I didn't want to. <laughs> Ooh, really? Super B's got a G-Grind cam. Nice, dude. Awesome. Yes, I might have to purchase that from you, my friend. All right, so uh, in the news, I've got some cool stuff going on. I don't know if you all are aware of this. I don't know how many of you listen to Heather Wade or uh, listen to the Midnight Cafe or listen to any of these shows that are out there like this one that, that usually, at least, cover paranormal stuff. Let me take a sip of water. But, you know, Art Bell... He got started in the in the late 80s, uh, mid 80s, as far as, you know, I mean, he's been in radio since before the beginning of time, pretty much, but he got going with Coast to Coast AM uh, sometime in the mid to late 80s, and then eventually moved on in the early 90s into the format that it, it still is today, which is talking about yeah, some current events, but a lot of science and a lot of paranormal and Arts, you know, he had his run. Unfortunately, he passed away about two years ago now. I made a video on that at some point. But he did Coast to Coast pretty much uh, exclusively up through, what was it, 2005? Then he semi-retired and George Norrie took over. And he would do weekends and then he kind of also retired. And then he finally came back into it. And, uh, and then he left altogether in 2012, at which point he started Dark Matters on Cirrus XM. And uh, that was uh, kind of a disaster. I gotta, I gotta be honest. I never had Sirius, but I did purchase the shows uh, to listen to. You know, uh, you know when they went on his website, and they were not good. <laughs> and I love art, man, but those shows were just not good. They were not his best work. The guests were somewhat boring, and I never found a lot of thrill out of it. But he was there for maybe six months at most, and then he was gone. And uh, it was gone for about a year because of contractual agreements. But he came back with Midnight in the Desert, which is funny because I've been calling our show the Midnight Cafe for about 11 million years now. And so uh, it was interesting that he chose something along the same lines. So, um, oh, right on. Yeah, Brightband Saint still listening, man. Good deal. Yeah, so uh, Coast to Coast continues on with George Norrie and, what is it, George Knapp on Sundays. And, and uh, I love I love listening to him. I still listen when I can, or I, I have a subscription, so I'll download it, listen to it the next day, or next couple days. I usually, I got about a 40-minute ride the days that I go into town each way, so I catch about half a show per day if I, you know, download them. Um, so anyway, uh, he came back with Midnight in the Desert, which ran for just about a year with Art Bell, and that ran up through about 2015. And then he retired abruptly. Uh, a lot of mystery behind it, you know, people harassing him or just stuff like that. But he he left, and there was a lady named Heather Wade that took over his position. She was kind of his, um, I don't know, she probably ran the boards, you know. She was just the behind-the-scenes person making sure that everything worked well. And she took over, and i got to say, you know, there's a lot of love and hate for this woman, but I'm a huge fan. I, I thought she did a great job, uh, big shoes to fill, and she filled it well. But she's had some issues. So Midnight uh, in the Desert ran 
until Art died, and then she had to take some time off, and eventually, and I, I understand this, I get it, uh, you know, they had to move on, because they're trying to run a business, so they replaced her, which was a bad blood, for sure, and that didn't sit well, but eventually she moved on to another show, her own show, and that is called The Kingdom of Nye with Heather Wade, and it, it is on right now, it is on uh, most nights, and uh, uh, I'm kind of urging you all to check it out. I'm going to go ahead and pull a picture up here so you can see it on the stream. If you give me one second here. There we go. Kingdom of Nye. Kingdom of Nye, and uh, that's the website. It's very inexpensive. It's like $4.99 a month to go, and you can obviously catch all the old shows that way. She doesn't do shows every night, but you know what? She's also probably got a day job. <laughs> like me, you know, I would love to do the Midnight Cafe five nights a week, but uh, there's no, there, there's no way to, for me to do that. You know, I would love to do what what we started off when we brought the show back to YouTube. We were going to do it every Saturday night at seven. It's not possible, guys. I work like five jobs now, so you know, it's not, it's just not possible. And so I get it, and I think people kind of got all bent out of shape over over her missing work, you know, or you know, and I use that in quotes because it's like. <laughs> It's, it's not work. It's, you know, if she chooses to do a show, let her do a show. Now, I do understand people paying $4.99 a month feel like, hey, oh, you, I'm paying for $4.99. I'm supposed to get my five shows a week. But uh, don't think of it that way. Think of it as a vast back catalog of her shows and think of it as an opportunity to catch your show when it comes out. And honestly, like, you know, other than, you know, hits and misses, she usually... She usually does, you know, she does does about three or four shows a week. So I'm, I'm really happy with it. I like some of the guests she's had on. I will say this, and this is so unfortunate. And Heather, if you're listening, and I know that, you know, we I've actually went to school with Heather, I believe. I'm not 100% positive. She sure looks and sounds like a friend of mine from high school, but I lost touch with her years ago. And obviously, she's not going to be answering strange emails from strange dudes at this point. So, uh, uh, so... Heather, uh, because she's a female and because she's in a, an interesting uh, line of work, there are people that just harass her, and it, it is unfortunate. Because, you know, guys might have a tough skin, but not all women do. And I, and I do think that Heather sometimes gets affected by callers that literally just pick on her. And I think if I was going to give her one piece of advice, it is learn how to use the hang-up button. Other than that, though, I think you guys would really enjoy her show, so i give you... I got I got to say I would probably I would appreciate it if you check her out and I'm not affiliated with her in any way although I'd love to do an interview with her at some point or even go on her show uh, I'm a wealth of useless knowledge so <laughs> I think I qualify as a guest right 741 <laughs> Anyway that's it that's my rant about Heather I think uh, if you haven't heard of her or haven't followed her to her latest position I think you guys would get a kick out of it man so Let's see here man I'm going to read some of the uh, some of the stuff that's going through. Broadband saying, still listen to Miss Old Art Bell. Boy, don't we all. And, you know, I have, uh, and Brian, if you want to shoot me an email, I have 60 gig of Art Bell's work. I have pretty much every song, every, every episode that he did from 1993 all the way through to his very last show. And uh, I'd be happy to share all or some, or I'd probably have to mail it to you in like a USB stick, because obviously I can't email you that kind of uh, massive file. But it is the entire collection, so if there was anything you'd miss of his that you wanted to listen to, reruns are great. And um, and yeah, so that's that. I don't currently subscribe to Coast to Coast. I think I let it lapse last month, and I've just been listening to older stuff. But Coast to Coast is still good. I know people uh, you know, are hit or miss on George Norrie as well, but I think George is... 
you know, he's old. He's doing the best he can. Obviously, the show took a slightly different direction when he came on board. And it's a little bit more, uh, you know, in the effort of selling something. But a lot of guests, who wants to go on and spend three hours talking or two hours talking and, you know, just for the heck of it? A lot of these people have jobs like me or they're looking to sell a book or sell a website or sell a video or sell something. And I think that people get the wrong impression and think that that means that it's just just an, a one large advertisement. It, it is an advertisement to some extent, but that's how we pay the bills. And, and I think that just dis, dismissing those shows because, you know, the guy that comes on or the gal that comes on might be trying to sell a book. Uh, you know, I think that's not doing yourself a service, man. So, Nuclear Crawl Daddy saying Art Bell was very entertaining. George seems a bit boring. Yeah. And again, like some people do say that. I will say this about George. There have been several times when I have um, I have listened to him, and and you know again I think it has something to do with age, where the guest is talking, and you can clearly tell that he's not really paying attention because his his question or his response doesn't really seem to be all that connected with the conversation. And so if I was gonna fault him for anything, I will say that sometimes it does seem like he might temporarily at least tune out. So that's that's going on there. Uh, our nuclear crawdaddy also chiming in. I listened to Heather. She seemed like a good host and an entertainer to me. She is, man. She is. She did a great show on the Mandela Effect. She did some great shows. She actually had uh, William Forstein, I think is how you pronounce it, who was uh, the guy that wrote One Second After. Great episode if you will go back through the back catalog of her work. So uh, lots of good stuff. And Brian Ben saying, yeah, check him out. Yeah, you will. You know, I think... I think, like, you know, Al Martin actually saying it right there. Uh, you got to spend some time with the boss, right? So, like, you know, she learned from literally the best, you know. Unlike George Norrie, who was brought in and, and kind of went his own way, and I don't think he was disrespectful in any way, but he just took the show to his own level. I think she took the time to listen and see what worked and didn't out of his work and and really took a lot of that and made it her own. So, very good deal. Uh, Uh-oh. Uh, Dallas, it says your message was retracted, but I, it looks like you got another one down there. Uh, Brian Van saying thanks for the offer. Yeah, man, if you want to shoot me a message, I'll I'll like go get a USB stick and mail it to you or something, man. You know those things don't weigh but an ounce or two. I can probably put it in a regular envelope. Uh, Jordan B's client chiming in. Coast to coast still plays on my local KFI AM six forty. Yeah, right on, dude. Yeah, so you know it's funny. I think I've probably heard that station on Skip. So like I am, I'm a huge fan of AM Skip. You know, AM like the Clear Channel station. So if that's a fifty thousand watt blowtorch, I probably have heard it at least once in my life. And of course, I did live on the West Coast. Lived up in Oregon and in Washington for a while um, when I was in the military. So uh, I've, who knows? I may have heard it back then too. I know I was definitely listening to Art Bell back in the '90s. So that would have been that time. Right on, dude. Dallas says, I, did, uh, I didn't know you went to the ham fest. That's awesome. Uh, what did you buy that your wife is blaming me for? Yeah, a lot. But I'll tell you what, Dallas. Like, I think this might be the first time that she and I went to a ham fest or to a flea market where I bought radio equipment that she was like supportive because she she's finally getting the channel. She's finally understanding you know, what it is I do. Uh, that sometimes I buy these things just literally to share with y'all, to show you you know, cool stuff, and then to to move, you know, maybe to play with it for a while, and then move on and sell it on eBay. So it's like, it's not that I'm buying stuff, I'm I'm renting it. <laughs> I think she finally understands that. Although I gotta tell you, Dallas, this thing sitting on my desk. I'm, I'm gonna try to film a video uh, this weekend or next weekend. Um, this I'm never getting rid of. It's just way too awesome, and it's something that has been like on my super dream list. I can only give you this hint. 
It's a Radio Shack item, it's a radio, and it is the best of the best of the best back in the day. So it's a, it's a good one. And, and surprisingly, not a CB. So even more mysterious, right? Jordan B. saying, yep, stream on iHeart, good deal. Uh, Nuclear Crowder, uh, Eric, I have photos of Wampus Cat. I don't know if you're familiar with the Wampus Cat. I fear releasing the photo uh, due to a swarm of attention from the public. I want to see it, brother. If you want to email that to me, I'd love to see it. If it's something you and I want to talk about privately and want to make an appearance on the show and do a show, we could actually do a show and spend you know, a good hour talking about it. I'm not familiar with a Wampus Cat. I have certainly seen my own uh, cryptids over the years, so that's really cool that you have something like that. I'd love to see it. And uh, awesome. I think it's cool. Unless that's a joke, because I know you nuclear crawdaddy, and it might have something to do with the fuzzy something or other. But <laughs> 741 says, I think they still play coast to coast in uh, w, on WTIC in Connecticut. Right on. You know, 741, I lived in uh, New York and Connecticut also for like just a few months staying with family and friends up there. I don't know what part of Connecticut you're in, but I was in um, Fairfield, Connecticut, right near a big mall up there. Uh, for like two or three months when I was late teens, man. So, uh, cool place, cool part of the country. Were you at Fort Lewis? Maybe. <laughs> How about, I think that would have been uh, late 95 or early 96, it would be. Uh, Brian Eric, I have a topic that would be good for you to cover. What's up with those seeds from China? What is up with those seeds from China? That is an interesting one. So we heard some, um, we heard some stuff. We heard some stuff that said, oh well, it's a, it's a scam. And what they were doing is these companies were trying to build up um, street cred, you know, on YouTube or not on YouTube, but on eBay or Amazon by, uh, you know, making false reviews and false sales. And so they were showing these sales. And they were just shipping the cheapest thing you could possibly think out to people because some of them were mislabeled. They might have said rings or jewelries or whatnot. That was one theory that was going on. But I got to tell you, that just doesn't ring true. And, and I'm not, um, I'm not, I, I don't know. I, I'm just not buying that. I think, I think it was ecological terror, but I'm not sure if it was state driven or if it was just, just, just something that, independents were probably trying to do and i don't know I, I i would imagine most things are controlled by the state in china but i can't say for certain that that was certainly i mean there's a place uh, maybe 20 miles from here that is just overrun with kudzu which you know is another import that uh, ran amok so it's certainly if you want to commit ecological terror that would be a very subversive and subvert way of doing it I know when I went to Gettysburg years ago, there was a group of volunteers out there and they were trying to combat a vine or a weed that they called mile a minute weed. And they said that that was the joke name for it because it literally grew so fast it felt like it was growing a mile a minute. And these folks were literally walking the woods, walking the, walking the Gettysburg fields, looking for this stuff and squirting it with pesticide, trying to kill it. But it was something that, you know, one seed had turned into, at that point, I think it had spread you know, 20, 25 miles from where the first plant was. And it was a person who was a, a horticulturalist who brought it back as an oddity. Somehow, some way, it caught the wind, and that was that. So Dallas saying, I owe you one. I do, man. It's it's super cool. So Nuclear Crawdaddy might have a hint there. I don't know. <laughs> Michael Root saying uh, he's looking for a juiced up CB, but they are hard to find. They are. You know, you know here's the problem. Actually, HamFest, if you could find one that was open... 
is an abundance of great CB radio because a lot of hams look down upon it. It's funny they all own them, but a lot of them still look down upon it. Um, but uh, I, I came across quite a bit of nice equipment at this latest ham fest. I don't know if it's been tuned or anything, but some nice good sideband radios that were in clean shape. And although I haven't had time to test any of it yet, they looked like they were, you know, in fairly working order. You know, YouTube, or I'm sorry, I always say YouTube when I mean eBay, but eBay is being like the the place to find radio equipment. But of course you pay the premium and, you know, shipping is also quite brutal on that. So it's, it's a real shoot. But, you know, I don't know, Michael, if you saw, uh, I took the rabbit truck when I finally finished it up and got the tags on and everything. And I drove it out to Tennessee to a flea market. And I've been to that flea market a few times over the years and maybe seen one or two $5, you know, 40-channel AM-only radios. And I went there, and <clears throat> if you look at the end of that video, there was probably two dozen um, really nice 10-meter and 11-meter radios sitting there. So pretty cool, man. Uh, Al Martin's asking if I ever run across any Fleetwood radios. Never even heard of it, my friend. But now you got me wondering. I'll have to Google that. I'll have to Google that. Let me go ahead and get this picture off, and we'll put up another picture, because there's something else Midnight Cafe-related I would like to talk to you all about tonight. Hold on one second. Let's see here. Actually, there's two things, but first we'll talk about this one. So there we go. So uh, let's see. Oh, 0741 saying he's on the opposite corner of Connecticut from Fairfield, closer to Boston. Oh, no kidding, really. All right. Super B, 54th Air Ambulance, Fort Lewis, 9698. Wow. Might have just missed you. Very interesting. <laughs> Small world, isn't it? That's crazy. Uh, let's see. Nuclear Crow Daddy, I'll send the photos. I'd rather just send photos and let you release them. I capture the photos on Black Mountain, Kentucky. Very rural area. I can even take you to location. Very cool, dude. Yes, please. Please go ahead and send those to me. And... Uh, and, and I'd love to check them out, man. And I might just, you know, talk with you privately and uh, and then, you know, do a show and I won't mention you. How's that sound? Um, Jordan B. saying radios are cheaper at Goodwill auction site. Yeah, you know, I always forget about Goodwill auctions, but it, it's kind of an unknown thing or a small known thing. But, yeah, you can get some good deals on, like, vintage computers, vintage radios there for sure. Dallas saying I bought another new radio in the box. Cobra 29. Hang on, dude. Uh, hey, Ro, how's it going, man? I was driving around yesterday and got nothing on my CB. Bearcat was dead for 45 minutes. Interesting. Yeah, you know, it's hit or miss. I haven't heard Skip up here in a while, although I haven't really had time to, to be outside much to, to play with that stuff. The farm season is over here at the Midnight Cafe. It's amazing. It's wonderful. Anyway, on to tonight's kind of first of two actual Midnight Cafe topics, because I do have to wrap this up in about uh, 45 minutes, give or take. Let's talk about this. Who here has heard on the news that uh, it just seems like an awful lot of near misses from asteroids and meteors, doesn't it? It seems to me that what we are seeing is one after another, after another, after another. We have these near misses. I'd love to Steve Buscemi that asteroid. There you go. <laughs> and well, we might have to start thinking about things like that because honestly, guys and gals, I have my own prediction on this one. I don't normally give prediction, but I believe what we are seeing is a field of these things that is passing through our celestial plane. And so uh, I, I remember probably on Coast to Coast talking about such things, but it's a 10,000-year cycle, and they're saying that we have crossed the celestial plane where the Earth is now below a certain level as opposed to the rest of the Milky Way galaxy. And you go above... 
when you're above it for X amount of years, things are relatively calm. When you slide below that plane, things tend to be a little more active as far as debris. And that we are on the, uh, you know, we're just entering the little, the little edge there. So you know what I mean? So uh, I feel like that's what's going on. I know, uh, I think tomorrow we got another one passing by the size of literally a small moon. So close to the Earth, in fact, they're saying that it's quite possible to get caught in the gravity field and becomes another moon. And Roe is saying, how many moons do you think? The answer is three. Well, it might be four after this week. We do have smaller bodies that now orbit the Earth. These are pieces of hunks of whatever it is floating past us that get caught in the field and actually end up in a somewhat stable orbit. Occasionally these orbits might be too close and then we end up with that slingshot effect, but uh, it's very interesting, man. Zombie Bitcoin saying if it wasn't for meteors and or asteroids bringing water to our young planet, we wouldn't be here. Exactly. Icy, icy comets, you know, melting in our atmosphere or exploding, right? Uh, Donnie Darko saying is a Werner Von Braun meteor false flag. There you go. And gold. That's true. Gold comes from outer space too as well. So there's a lot of, obviously, you know, take a look at any other planet with uh, that we have good photographic evidence of. You look at Mars's surface, you look at the moon itself. Lots and lots of impact marks on those planets. We have our magnetic field, which protects us against a lot of the solar radiation and a lot of the smashes and bangs that happen to a lot of the other planets around us. But that solar field has been weakening. Our magnetic field is weakening and weakening and weakening. At least it has been for the last 100 years or so. That and the fact that the poles are actually shifting. There's a lot of people that speculate that when the poles do shift, there will be a day or a week or a month or a year or for all we know, a millennia where we have no co coherent magnetic field at all. It just kind of is in a state of flux. That would weaken us and cause major, major, major problems here on Earth, not just to electronics like an EMP might do, but actually to us, we humans, because radiation would then be allowed to pass through the upper atmosphere, and we would be hit with those solar radiation that would really, really do a number on us. Could kill off most, if not all, life or force life underground. So we're looking at all these possibilities that happen in these cyclical events. We know now that you know, ice ages occur on a regular basis. We know now that that these things happen, that we have upended our society on several occasions and, and, you know, the Cretaceous period is the one that we all get taught in school. But how about all these other periods where there are mass die-offs that are only somewhat explainable? We know that they happen. We know that maybe there was a climate, uh, you know, shift at that point. But we don't know what causes it. It could be caused by things like these meteors. It could be caused by solar activity all by itself, or it could be caused by a magnetic fluctuation in our field. But uh, no matter what the case, it appears as we pay closer and closer attention to the stars, that there is a buckshot effect headed our direction. Now, whether we are in the tail end or the leading edge, we don't know. Something like 94% of meteors and asteroids that pass by or near passes of the Earth, we don't even notice. We don't even know they happen. And remember a few years back, the Russians had a massive explosion, the equivalent of a 20 megaton bomb in the air over their city, and uh, they didn't even know it was coming. No one knew until after it happened. So these things do happen, my friends. Be ready for it. Michael Root says he hopes... <laughs> no, that's just rude. <laughs> zombie bitcoin if we were hit by the big one then it was meant to be remember the dinosaurs exactly i believe it might explain why we do not 
find other life in the universe. That people or creatures or whatever intelligence of forms elsewhere in the universe gets to a certain point. And because of these events, it is very rare for them to get past this point. They keep getting hit with the hard reset button. It's entirely possible that we have been hit with the hard reset button at least once. That humans, I mean, there's, I remember reading an article before the internet talking about the DNA of mankind and how, you know, you, you could look at the DNA and realize that we had gone up and up and up and up in numbers to maybe 500 million worldwide. And then something could have been just a regular old-fashioned ice age or could have been something that kicked that ice age into overdrive or something that caused a mass climate uh, disruption. Something knocked us bound down to less than 50 mating pairs on the entire planet. 500 million down to 50. And somehow, we humans, who are awfully, awfully, awfully productive little critters, managed to crawl our way back up to it to 7 trillion. The question I have for you is, if we've been able to do that just in known history, how many times have we been able to do that before there was known history, right? That's what I'm wondering right now, and that's what I want you to think about for a second, is that if we are to be smashed directly in the face with the big one, Maybe it's not really the end. I mean, obviously, if it wipes the atmosphere clean, then I guess it is the end. But if not us, then something will come back. Something will always come back. Something more durable, something tougher, something that was meant to be. So very good, Zombie Bitcoin. I like that. Uh, Roll Rolfson, did you hear uh, the two big chunks broke off in Antarctica? I had not heard that, my friend. But, you know, I know that there's a lot of change going on. Obviously, they the, the talk about you know shutting down the uh, the Gulf Stream, shutting down the flow of water, and how that goes, where we have a dump, a huge dump of cold water into the you know into the ocean all at once, and that fresh water causes a shutdown, would cause huge cataclysmic event here in the world. So that could also be something that to, to think of on the radar. Nuclear Crawdaddy said, could Mars end up being the galaxy's uh, copper, I believe it's why Elon Musk is headed there. So, hmm, I don't know. So, you know, in the event of a complete wipeout of uh, all of Earth, it'd be nice to have uh, humans somewhere else in the galaxy. But I don't know that we can do what we need to do. I mean, Mars is might as well just stay here. Uh, you know, <laughs> the, the world we live in, if it were wiped of an atmosphere, would be just as survivable as uh, as Mars, if you think about it. Except in case of, uh, you know, seismic activity, that sort of thing. But interesting. Brad Ben saying Elon is looking for a gold asteroid. I love it, man. So, uh, you know, I, man, I, someday I'll probably have to do a show just on Elon Musk because love him or hate him, that dude is something else. He is a visionary. He is um, he is so far out there, but he is the kind of guy that can go so far out there and then make it work. <laughs> I mean, the dude makes it work. Hey, you know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to create this thing that's kind of like uh, credit cards, but uh, it's just going to be for the internet only, and, and I'll make a little cut like the credit card company does, and, and I'll get rich doing it. And sure enough, the dude got rich doing it. Sells it, takes the money. Now you and I... Well, maybe maybe not you, but I would definitely just take that money and sit on it and maybe do nothing for the rest of my life or just do fun stuff. But not this guy. He comes up with another invention. Hey, you know what? I want to go to space. Hey, you know what? I'm going to build electric cars. And, you know, people laugh at him and say he's crazy and all the rest, but the dude does it. He does it well. 
You know, I've, I've worked on Teslas before. They're uh, an interesting vehicle. Maybe they're not the most reliable vehicle. Maybe they're not the most well-built vehicle. But they're 100%, well, at least until very recently, 100% built in America. And they are a one-man's vision. I mean, we're talking about a tucker. You know, this guy is a tucker when it comes to cars. So let's give him some credit. If we hate him or love him, it doesn't matter. Same thing with space, man. All I dreamt about when I was a kid was building my own rockets and going into space. And here's the guy who's not only doing it, but now he's saying... We're going to Mars, and he means it. Give him a couple more years, he'll be putting that uh, that super SpaceX, that massive, massive ship he is building that they've been testing here for all year. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Um, <laughs> Nuclear Crawdaddy says, yeah, the bald eagle recovered from like 14. Now you see them a lot. Yeah. Uh, super B, the magnetic field keeps the solar winds from stripping away our atmosphere. Yeah, you know, and, and, and like even weakening it, we lose atmosphere that could be a huge problem in itself or you know we just we just have like a just a week with a really fluctuating magnetic field and we're going to have so much solar radiation damage all the electronics and all the people that that could be a real serious serious issue here on earth and and it may be why when we find technology from past civilizations it's always pretty basic technology is that again every time we crawl ourselves up out of that hole and create newer and more sophisticated uh, things, uh, we have an event like this that just takes it all away. Zombie Bitcoin says he thinks this is how ha uh, the human race got to Earth. It happened when our species were on Mars and Earth is our second home. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. I have a strong feeling that it's actually very close to the truth, that we are refugees from another failed uh, planet. And, uh, you know, due to... Uh, we'll call it solar climate change, you know, the, due to this, the change of, of atmospheres and the change of uh, the sun's power output, all that stuff. Very interesting. Love it. Uh, Rose saying, yeah, if you see an unfiltered picture on Mars, it's not actually red. Yeah, it's like a grayish color. The, the sky is kind of a faint blue. It's very interesting. It's actually an eerie place to look at, isn't it? You know, and I and like I'm I would go to Mars, and I'm sure I would die on Mars, just like everybody that goes there probably will. But uh, I can tell you, it does seem like it would be awfully depressing to uh, to be a place so desolate. You know, I've been to the desert, and it's a beautiful thing to see, but I wouldn't want to live there. You know, not 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 like a city in the desert, but I'm talking about like you know the the high desert where there's just nothing, not even scrub brush, and so I, I think that. That's what Mars reminds me of, and it just seems kind of a little depressing. But I hope we find answers there when we get there. I hope we find maybe our distant, distant past or someone's distant past. So I think it would give us uh, something bigger to think about than those issues we started the show with tonight, those left and those right and how, you know, everything's just forward or against it, you know. Let's look at a bigger picture. Let's look at our own humanity, our own history. So... Nuclear Crawdaddy saying well, maybe we should go underground. We could all lose our eyeballs through evolution and lack of sight. And the riots would end. Yes, well, we would all be the same, right? We can't judge a man by his color of his skin if we can't see the color of his skin. So, <laughs> an interesting perspective, my friend. Very cool. 741 saying Elon is a true visionary. He is, man. And, you know, again, like people, you can say he's crazy. And some of the stuff that he talks about, I am so, so against, man. Like, I do not have any desire nor would I want anyone else to desire implanting chips into their brain, man. I don't want to merge with AI. I don't want to, you know, he, he called it going along for the ride. We wouldn't even be there, man. We would just be 
part of something larger. And I, I want to maintain my individuality as much as I can. So there's like, I'm so against that. So against that. But that doesn't mean I have to hate the man. That doesn't mean I don't believe that what he's doing, he's doing because he believes in it. He obviously is very, very into it. <laughs> you know? So, <laughs> Dow saying that, yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. Brian says it feels like that barren landscape around here in Vegas. Yeah, you know, go out past the last row of houses, you know, and stare into that desert. And, uh, ah, it's just crazy, man. It's just crazy. Very interesting stuff. All right, I want to move on. I'm going to go get rid of this picture here. Got something else I want to talk about. Yeah, two more things. We'll wrap it up with something funny. Uh, boop. There we go. Here it is. You all know I'm already into this stuff. Al Martin says, Elon strikes me as a Nikola Tesla that actually enjoys having money. Yeah, it's great to be innovative and profit off of it. Why should we, you know, why should we look down upon that, you know? All right, last thing I want to talk about is kind of this show, but kind of this this world that we're living in. You guys are listening to what is called independent, independent media. That's what the Midnight Cafe is. We've been doing this 21 years, you know, and unfortunately, Jason's moved on to other stuff and we're no longer working together, but I'm still at it. And who knows, maybe in a couple of years he'll come back around. We never know. <laughs> That's the wonderful part about Jason. You just never know. So anyway, I want to talk about free speech. I want to talk about the, the Midnight Cafe and how we're free to air. So if you ever want to re-air past episodes, you're welcome to download those and, and put them on your own platforms. And I'm kind of into it. I'm kind of into, you know, I think I've made no, no, uh, I'm not hidden the fact that I like pirate radio i like uh you know part 15 radio i like streaming radio i like youtube i like anything media related and you know i talked to y'all uh, a couple weeks ago i put out that video maybe two weeks back now uh with that little little squirt there that uh had a channel there uh 87.7 uh, uh raccoon radio man so so cool hunter is his name and you know just kind of watched that video and i thought wow this kid's just like i was when i was that age and and it's fun. I sent him some stuff, and I know some of y'all are, are either thinking about doing so or have already done so, and I appreciate that. I'm sure him and his family will as well. But it just cracks me up that you got you got that that age group, and and I, I myself I think of them, I think of people in that age group, or I think of people in their teens now, and I think they're just kind of absorbed by their cell phones and they don't really think outside the box anymore. But seeing people like that that are thinking outside the box, that are interested in radio, that are interested in and in, uh, doing their own thing really brought some joy to my heart so i really enjoyed that and i just wanted to bring up that uh you know it's important to have shows like this i know 741 you're doing live shows now i love it and um i think that's kind of what i want to talk about is that i want i want to see everybody doing that you know super b i know you put out some videos um and i haven't i haven't seen a video from you in a little while but i know you have your own channel and i know jordan b you used to upload stuff i haven't checked your channel in a while to see if you've gone back to uploading stuff but we are the uh, the true voice of our country. We are the true voice of our world. Um, I think that it's important for more and more of us, not less and less of us, to get out there and, and create content. And, you know, I know that, um, unfortunately, we spent a little bit of time on politics tonight, but I think we had a pretty decent conversation while we were spending our time on that. But I don't think that people need to be running out and going and starting their own political channels. I think there's plenty of that. And I think it almost adds to the fire and the trouble that we as a country have. So what I would like to see happen is more and more people putting out content that is just quality, man. Just put out what you love. Because there's got to be stuff you love. 
Super B, I know you're into cars. I know you had some pretty cool projects going on there, and I know the weather kind of slacked you up. 741, I've seen you do car repair videos. I've seen you do, uh, you know, radio stuff. And um, I think I commented on your CB video uh, when you did the 980. I said, oh, look at that. You know, I love it when a ham operator will go out there and throw a, a, a CB video up, and, and you were commenting that you're going to do more of that. And I love that. I think, uh, obviously, my passion is, is all things radio. I focus on CB. But I do do, uh, you know, ham radio stuff occasionally and, and shortwave and, uh, you know, uh, and, and that's, you know, kind of what we're talking about right now is I do do, you know, pirate radio. I use that in quotes, obviously, because I do try to follow the law. But uh, I do like to do uh, um, what's called part 15 radio. And I think y'all, if you can, if you would, should try stuff like that. Go ahead and start your own shoutcast server and put whatever it is you believe in, whatever it is you like, put that on there and enjoy that stuff, too. Um, yeah, so zombie Bitcoin saying it is great that everyone here respects free speech. I respect that. But in the real world, free speech can get a person injured or killed. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But you know, that, and that's something I come across at one of my many jobs is, is, is a conversation similar to that. Free speech doesn't mean free of consequences, does it? Right? So when you're going to talk about what you find passionate or what you love, be prepared for people to be upset about that. And if you decide to talk about politics, be prepared for half the world to become angry with you. And so I choose not to talk politics, or if I do talk politics, I talk about it in the most um, neutral way possible. But what I do like to talk about is just the world, man. We're, we're, all, we're all hanging out here. We're all doing our thing. Yeah, a 741 nailing it right there. I like doing videos about my interests, right? That's exactly what I say. I like doing things that interest me and filming it and hope that other people will enjoy that as well. And, and that's, that's exactly what I like. And it's funny, you know, just like, uh, just like your mainstream uh, news kind of gives you what they think you should be uh, paying attention to, uh, they also, YouTube, uh, you know, sometimes hides great quality channels. You just don't hear about it. Like, I have no earthly idea how I came across Raccoon Radio. I search for pirate radio stuff or, or free-to-air radio or, you know, stuff like that all the time. And, you know, the same 10 videos come up. Half of them are mine. <laughs> so, uh, so you know, it's interesting. But for whatever reason, on this particular evening, at this particular moment, here comes this kid, uh, you know, making a video with his cell phone. And, and it was about his radio station. And, 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 you know, and I tell you what, if you're like me, you better, you better bookmark it or subscribe when that happens because you'll probably never see it again if you don't. And, uh, and so, yeah, I found that. And so when you find those cool places, let me know, let me know if you find somebody cool. Cause you know, there's a half of you all that I've talked to and I'll be, there's a couple of you out there that I didn't realize had your own videos until we'd known each other for six, seven, eight months. You know, I just, I get so many comments every day. It's hard for me to reach out and talk with you. So that's interesting stuff. Anyway, one last picture and then kind of a surprise for you. Cause this is cool news that I just received on this very day today. Where is it? Where is it? Is this it? No, that's not it. Hmm. Well, nope, I guess I don't have a picture for that one. But that's okay. Let me tell you it this way. I have good news for those of you out there who would like to have your own radio station. I have a company that I have worked with before for electronic equipment who has reached out to me. And they have offered, uh, they wanted me to do a review of one of their products. And I... I I gracefully bowed out because I already have enough of those products. But 
I said I would be happy if they would send me one. I would love to do a raffle for it. You know, not a raffle. What do you call it? a giveaway? I don't want any money. People sending me money. I want to. Uh, I want to do a giveaway. So you know, two years ago we did the president Bill. Last year we did the president Andy. Both those were CB radios. This year we're going to be doing, and it's going to be before. Usually we do it in February. This year it looks like we'll probably have the drawing right around Halloween. So I'm going to be doing a FCC approved Part 15. FM transmitter from Redicus. It's the TR508. So those of you here heard it here first. Obviously, when I get it in the mail, I'll make a video on it, and um, and we'll we'll have the sign up just like we usually do. Just leave a single comment in the comment section, so uh, you'll be able to sign up. And, it, and it, you know, it says about a thousand yard range with the supplied antenna, which is just a rubber ducky antenna. But for those of you out there who are um, you know creative you can build your own uh, j-pole or you can go on uh, ebay and for about 50 bucks you can get a really nice external antenna and probably get about two miles of range out of a totally legal fm radio setup so i'm happy about that that i found that out at about 5:45 this morning you know i, I kind of threw that out there as an idea and i thought man they're never going to go for this but they are they're going for it so Good for Redicus and good for us and good for one of you. Spread the word, you know. I'm going to make a video on it, but just spread the word. That, that having a community radio station, for those of you who live in a neighborhood, having a neighborhood radio station is a great idea. I mean, it's a great thing to have. When I lived in the Raleigh area, we ran 1670. We had about two miles of range, and that took a lot of effort to take a Part 15 radio station and get it to go two miles. But, you know, day or night, I could get a mile and a half to two miles, depending on weather conditions, because I did it, I worked on it and worked on it and worked on it, and make that antenna set up and the grounding set up and everything else just right to make it legal, but make it effective. And I had quite a run with that station. I mean, we had people that would call into our show, like old school call into the show and be like, I'm listening to you tonight. I live on so-and-so, and I love it, you know? So it's something that was really helpful. If you want to start a neighborhood watch, if you want to just talk about events in your town, this is a legal way for you to become your own voice in the community, to be your own voice in the mountains like I am here in the mountains. And uh, I hope that even if you don't win, that I can put the seed of uh, idea in your brain and make it so maybe you want to think about starting your own station because I'm telling you, for some used equipment uh, that you can probably find at a yard sale or at a flea market or on eBay, you know, you can get a mixer board for about 10 bucks and a microphone for 10 bucks, and uh, one of these radios at full retail is somewhere right around 100. Add a homemade antenna for another 10 bucks, and you know, you're looking at you know, 150 dollars. You are on the air, and you are your own radio station. So. I'm glad to hear it. I hope everyone, uh, I hope everyone will, will spread the word on that when the video comes out and just think about it. I know there are always going to be folks who look at that and say, you know, that's illegal. And those are folks that don't understand how it works. Right? It, it's, it is legal. It's hard to make it legal and work well, but it is possible. I've been doing it for 22 years, you know, so uh, it's great. And we need to support people like 87.7 Raccoon Radio. Um, I don't, th I think the system he's using is kind of like the one that we have off the mountain there that, that puts out more wattage, but that's between him and, and uh, his family, not, not my problem. And it shouldn't be anybody else's either. So, uh, yeah, maybe something to think about. 
741 saying he enjoys doing videos about his interests. Yeah, oh, we talked about that. Um, says he likes finding those channels and the genuine people sharing stories of what they love doing. Yeah, so like if you, I don't know, like, and I love watching videos of car restorations and stuff like that. I also love watching van, uh, camping van stuff, but there's so many that are just so, might as well be on TV, you know. I love passion. I love seeing the real people. So I'd rather see it be unpolished but genuine. And I think I think you agree with that, man. Subreed's saying, oh, Roe wants me, me, me. <laughs> Al Martin's chiming in. Yeah, all right, dude. So Superbee's saying his son's friend keep wanting to help set up CBs, planting the seeds. Right on, dude. Hey, Josh, good to see you in here, man. Hey, Eric, you have a great shirt on, man. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan. You got a tattooed, huh? No kidding. Ta-da. <laughs> yeah, this thing glows in the dark. My wife got that for me not too long ago. I don't have a whole lot of shirts, but everybody's been sending me shirts, and my wife picked up that, so, uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you. Survival Lily. I'm going to write that down, dude. I don't think I've heard of her. Survival Lily. Uh-oh, that pen doesn't work. That pen better work. All right, I'll check that one out, dude. So, oh, Musty's definitely cool. Musty's uh, one of the chosen ones, Jordan B. That guy could sneeze on camera and get 100,000 views. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm jealous, but I'm not angry. You know what I mean? I, 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 give, I wish him the best. He seems like a cool guy for real. And uh, he, I love it. He plays with mowers. He plays with Volkswagens. He's played with Yugos. He, he gets to play with some cool stuff. So good for him, man. So yeah, Rose saying she's good. I'll check her out for sure. Josh is saying, heck yeah, those are great. I have three of those. Glow in the dark like that. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's awesome. I had a gray one. That it was like my sleeping shirt. I wore that thing for like 10 years and finally it got so many holes. My wife was like, I'm out. <laughs> Josh wants to know, are you still doing cigar reviews? So here's the thing. I have uh, pretty much made an agreement with one of my employers that I'm not going to promote uh, tobacco products. And that is why I no longer do them. But I still enjoy them. In fact, Super B sent me some genuine I couldn't believe this. Genuine Cuban cigars, and I've already enjoyed one of them, although I can't remember which of the f ones it was. But uh, So I do still smoke them. I do still enjoy them, but I do not promote them. YouTube also uh, doesn't monetize any of that stuff anymore. And, it, and the last couple I did before I stopped doing them in the first place, um, they were not only like, they would demonetize them, and then they would also like the next like two or three videos I put up, they would like automatically demonetize those, which was really weird. And not that I make a ton of money on this stuff, but um, it is nice to, you know, pull some income in off of it. So I'm happy to, you know, get an income. And, uh, oh, we're kidding around. If you weren't here at the beginning, I was kidding around at the beginning of the episode that the, the only positive thing out of uh, the, the election this year is that every video I put out has like 500, you know, uh, ads on it for politicians. So I've been making <laughs> some okay money. Best money I've made on this uh, channel so far. That's pretty cool. <laughs> thumbs up to survival lily all right definitely gonna have to check that out man 741 saying musty is great i saw him at a motorcycle swap meet a few goes ago no kidding all right cool now i like that he gets to go out oh uh, let's see josh i'm gonna throw one more thing in here before we go out. josh saying it would be uh, uh that was gonna be uh, yeah do i still partake yeah so i do still smoke cigars occasionally but i don't film anymore i did think about bringing that back as a uh, bit shoot only thing but I have not done so. Uh, again, my uh, it's kind of a, a an agreement that I've made not to uh, promote tobacco use. So I'm going to go with that. Uh, thanks, Dallas. Dallas, remind everybody, if you haven't hit the thumbs up, please do so. 
and Skip saying, great show. Yeah, we're getting ready to wind this down. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Josh saying, uh, do you smoke a pipe? Yeah, I used to. I used to, and I still do. I have a couple pipes from my grandfather. Um, but I, mostly I just smoke cigars nowadays. I don't know why. I just I just do. And it's funny, like, I, you know, I like a lot of different types of cigars. I'll occasionally smoke fancy cigars. Super B sent me some. And um, Jamaica Dog, who's not in here tonight, probably because there's zero notice, he, uh, he'll send me a five-pack of fancy cigars, you know, maybe once or twice a year, which is always a huge, great gift. And uh, so I do smoke <clears throat> fancy ones when I get them. But I bought a box of 50 uh, AYC Grenadiers, which are my favorite smokes. And so it just seems like whenever I smoke recently, uh, that's just, I don't, I haven't been smoking anything different than that. I've just been puffing on those, which are good. Uh, so that's pretty much it for tonight. This was an interesting, uh, kind of off topic ish, uh, uh, Josh, if you're serious, if you want to send me an email to the Farpoint Farms account, I'd be happy to give you that information. I don't put that out publicly, uh, because, you know, there are some strange people in the world. Oh, sorry, Kennedy, man. I, I haven't heard you in a while, man, but yeah, I'm just getting ready to wrap it up for tonight. Sorry with the zero notice. It's kind of a, you know unfortunate uh, the last thing is this and uh, I wanted to point this out because I know um, Super B and, and, and Dallas and 741 a bunch of us have talked about maybe trying to get together at the uh, Radio Shack in Newland North Carolina and we were going to talk about it uh, you know maybe meeting up in October so here's the thing I have been advised by several other youtubers who I spoke about this with not to do that <laughs> not not to not meet but not to make a public post saying hey let's all meet at seven o'clock at this time at this place because there are some weird people i don't know if you all have watched um prepper princess who's an interesting character i don't particularly i wouldn't say that she's a huge uh, you know channel that i watch all the time but she put out a video recently that was a little bit chilling where there was some strange dude and you know a couple states away that had you know really put some pretty disturbing stuff on the internet about her and uh, and so I saw that and I will talk to my wife about it and uh, you know the chances of that kind of stuff are fairly un rare but not totally out of the question so while I still want to meet with a bunch of you I think that would be something that we discuss in private and I know that uh, mower junkie who's not in here tonight either and I had talked about getting together because I don't know if y'all watched his last video about that flea market CB shop. But holy cow, what a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful place that looked like. So uh, I might have to make the road trip down to see him as well. So maybe we'll do something along those lines. That'd be closer to you, Super B. I'm not sure about you, Dallas. But maybe we could plan on, you know, meeting up at a place like that someday. But yeah, so I'm not going to be meeting at Newland. And I'm not going to be announcing anything like that publicly. Um because it just seems like, yeah, it just seems kind of sketchy. You know, there are definitely people out there that become um, enamored um, or obsessed with personalities. And that's exactly what I've apparently become. Josh Levine, it is farpoint.farm.survival at gmail.com. H the boss. This is a great shop. Go there all the time, man. I'm like I was that. That was a trip back to the '80s for me. That was almost as cool as that Radio Shack out in and uh, in, in, where was that Idaho that I saw. So that was crazy, man. 741 said two of my sisters live in NC. 
So I've got an excuse to come down my way. Right on, dude. Right on. All right, my friends. It has been awesome. I can't believe it. we didn't do any music. This was the most un-Midnight Cafe episode of the Midnight Cafe ever. I guess I should have just... Oh, hey, Calcius. Oh, man. Yeah, everybody catching in late. I I don't know, dude. I should have done it on the other channel, I guess. And I should have just given some you know, some time. But I got home. I was... I was I was just in a mood, man. I was like, I, I got home. I had a good day. I had uh, actually had a, a, a job review or performance review, I guess you would call it, at my at my one job where I work for other people. And uh, I think it went okay. Actually, it was a massacre, but that's okay. I think the conversation after the massacre went pretty well. So uh, not a problem, man. This is a good day. I work with good people in town when I work in town. And, uh, and, and, so I felt like coming home and chatting, man. I just I just want to catch up. I know we haven't done one of these shows in about a month. And since I'll be doing the show Saturday with 741 on his channel, Calcius and and, uh, and everybody else, Kennedy, if you want to join me again, go over to 741's channel, hit the like and subscribe button over there, and I will see you Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. So I'll be there with him. And uh, I'm looking forward to that, my friends. Thank you all for coming in to another great episode of the Midnight Cafe. And, uh, man, I love it, man. Josh, thank you so much. Butch, thank you for coming in. 9mm AR, man, thank you for coming. Calcius, love you, man. Thank you. Dallas, always good to see you. <sighs> 741, hit the boss. Josh, Al Martin, Roe. And the list goes on and on and on. Skip, gosh, so many folks came and went. Nuclear Crawdaddy, Bri Ben. You know, it's amazing. Bri Ben and I were next-door neighbors in 1980. Two? How about them apples? I must have moved about 40 times since then. So uh, it's awesome that you can reconnect with people in the weirdest ways, isn't it? Anyway, that's it, boys and girls. Have a lovely evening, and I will see you next time. Take care.